Well, here we are, everyone, a brand new year. There are opportunities ahead of us. There are possibilities. And I think what we need to do with this brand new year is we need to look back with gratitude, but look forward with hope. And so what I want to do for the next few moments is I want to outline and recast some of the vision that we have here at New Freedom Church. First of all, the theme of 2022 is going to be this, the year of good news. We are going to proclaim and we are going to embrace the good news message. You can't find good news in a lot of places. In fact, this world seems to really value shock news and things that would uh, kind of depress your heart. But this year at New Freedom, we are going to be all about the good news. Of course, we know that means the gospel, the good news gospel of Jesus. Also this year as a congregation, we're going to read through the entire New Testament together. I'll share a little bit more with you on that in just a minute. But let us rediscover, for those of us who have been here a while, let us rediscover these values. And for others, if you're new around here, this will be discovering for the very first time what are the core values of your New Freedom Church. And when we look at this word free, we know that it is for freedom that Christ set us free and that whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So let's take that root word of free and break it down and see how it applies to us in our local body. This has a twofold effect for us here in the local congregation. Number one is that we are to always be in the process of becoming the disciples that Jesus called us to be individually. And then we also are commissioned to go out and to make other disciples as well. This is the twofold function of the local church, of the local body. The first core value at New Freedom is faithfulness. What is faithfulness? Well, it means you have a fidelity to something. It means you have a commitment to it. It means that you are investing your time, your talent, your treasure into something that is much bigger than you. And first of all, we are faithful to Jesus. I like what Matthew 16 said is that Jesus told his disciples, if anyone desires to follow me, to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So that tells us right at the forefront that the commitment to Jesus is one of sacrifice. We're going to have to give up some things, denying ourselves, our own preferences sometimes, our own desires, and putting him at the first and foremost of our lives. Number two is that we're going to be faithful to the good news. What is the good news? Well, Romans tells us this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, good news, of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. So we are going to be faithful to this good news message. We are going to be faithful to what God has put in our hearts to share with others. Next, we are going to honor each other in faithfulness. Romans 12 says, be kindly affectionate to one another in brotherly love. Love and honor and giving preference to each other. And so when we honor one another, that means we reach out and we contact each other. We pray for one another. We do life together. And so that is being faithful to the gospel call. And three, we are going to be faithful to God's word. I love what 2 Timothy 3 says. It says, all scripture. You can say that with me, all scripture. That means Old Testament, New Testament, everything in between. All scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness. So we are going to be faithful to God's Word. Now, let me just share with you that God's Word is way more than just a Bible in your hand tucked up under your arm so that you can say, hey, look at me, I have God's eternal truth. 
The Bible is a living book. God's word is more than just black words on a white page. This is the God-breathed, inspired word of God. This is what God has given us as not only our instruction manual for life, but our roadmap to navigate how that we can go through journeys of trials, of tribulation, of joys, of high points, of low points. Being faithful to God's word means that we have a relationship with God's word. And that's what we're going to be about this year at New Freedom. Our second core value is relationships. Now, relationships mean a lot of things to a lot of people, but we, you and I, we relate to God through our worship. And really, whether you're listening to this as a believer or a non-believer, you're worshiping something. There is an innate desire on the inside of all of us to reach out and to worship. It is something that we just are, are born with. And so we worship and we relate to God by the way that we come together individually and corporately, and we bring our worship to Him. John 4 and, and 23 says, But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, and the Father is seeking such who will worship Him. Did you realize that even though you're seeking and, and looking for something to worship, that the Father is seeking you to worship Him? He is calling out and reaching out all the time. And so we relate to God through our worship. We relate with other believers through our fellowship. So this is important. First, we vertically relate to God. Second, we horizontally relate to each other. But there are two directions. One is in the direction of other believers. So in Acts chapter 2, it says, Continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. So we relate to one another through our fellowship. Now, if you've been around New Freedom for any time, you know that fellowship is a whole lot better when it involves food. And we like to fellowship by breaking bread together. It's biblical. We can do this, and we should do this. And that's important, to get together with one another. And so I would just ask you today, are you on the path? You say, well, Pastor Joe, what path are you talking about? The path around here is the direction connection path. It is how you learn more about your New Freedom Church, and you take next steps in getting involved in a growth group, in a small group, in a serving team, some way that you can connect to the body in a larger way by giving of your time, of your talent, and of your treasure. If you're not giving of those things, if you're not fellowshipping with other believers, then you're missing out. And the body is missing out. You have something unique to offer to other people. And God wants to do something in you through your service and through your fellowship. And when it comes to relationships, that is a two-way street. One direction, we relate with other believers. But in another direction, we relate with not yet believers through our witness. And so Acts 1.8 says this, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And here's what I want to say. To a sin-sick, cynical, and weary world, you are a witness of the glory of God, of the goodness of God, of the mercy and grace which God has saved you to go out and witness to others that same love. What is your witness and your testimony saying to the world? Is there something unique about the way that you live your life in Christ that others would desire to see and know the God you know? A witness simply testifies of what they have seen, what they have learned, 
what they have heard and what they have experienced. We are not called to be prosecuting attorneys telling everybody how wrong that they are. We are called to be witnesses, to simply testify about the goodness that God has done in our lives and attracting others to that same goodness as well. There will come times for reproof and correction and all of those things as the Spirit of God draws someone to worship through understanding and knowing His Word. And so we relate to God through our worship, we relate to others through our fellowship, and the not-yet-believers through our witness. Number three, the core value of experience. If we look at the word free, F-R-E-E-E is for experience. How are we experiencing God right now? I can recount to you an experience that I've had over maybe a vacation or a missions trip or some kind of great uh, service in church or some kind of um, time with God. And, and really, when I relate an experience, what I'm talking about is more of a moment than a whole uh, start-to-finish experience. We don't usually tell stories in full length, but just a moment that captured our attention. If you were to ask me about my experience with God as a, a younger person, I can tell you that there was a moment when a friend had been witnessing to me for a period of time, and my soul was under conviction. I knew that I needed God, and I wasn't living for God. I was a young teenager then, and, and I was uh, searching out and trying to know the things of God. And when this friend invited me to church, I jumped at the opportunity to go. And what I experienced was different than what I expected. And sometimes that's exactly what happens with our experiences, is that we don't get necessarily what we bargain for. But when I went into that church in Cincinnati, Ohio, when I was just 15 years old, I remember looking up and, and there was an experience I didn't expect. There was a female preacher that day. She was a, a woman pastor, and I had to set that aside and say, God, maybe you have something for me even in this service. And at the end of that service, she gave a, an altar call and asked anyone that they wanted to come down and give their heart to Jesus. And my heart was pounding, and I don't even remember standing up before I knew it. I was down front. I was experiencing that moment, the forgiveness of sins. My life has never been the same since all through one encounter with God, through experiencing what it was like to have the love and the grace of God come into my life. And for over 27 years now, that experience has taken me to places in God's Word and places with God that I never anticipated being. How are you experiencing God? How are you experiencing God on a daily basis? And that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more this year as we go through the Gospels, the good news, and we also read through the Scriptures ourselves. And number four, core value of new freedom is equipping. So equipping means not necessarily learning everything at one moment, but it is learning what we need for this season of our lives. And I want to ask you, do you feel equipped to do the things God's called you to do right now? Are there some things that you really would like to do for God, but you just don't feel like you have the right tools, you have the right education, maybe you don't feel like you have the right uh, uh, understanding of God's Word or even His call? Well, that's where the church comes in as a fellowship, as a body, to equip you so that you can go out and do the work of ministry. I love what Ephesians 4 says. It says that God gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. We don't all have the same call. We don't all have the same function. We don't all have the same gifts and talents, but every one of us, we have all been given something that we can use for God's kingdom. And here's what it says in verse 12, for the equipping of the saints, for the works of ministry. See, the saints, you and I, are called to be equipped by God 
to do the work of ministry. It's not just for professional pastors or people who uh, work in a, in a church or maybe a parachurch ministry organization. But you and I, the saints of God, are called to be equipped by God and by this local fellowship so that we can do the works of ministry. And so as a core value here of our vision, we focus so much of our weekly and daily schedule in our church in equipping you through classes and studies and online groups and reading plans and services, so many things, serving opportunities so that you can be equipped to use the gifts and callings that God has put in your life. If you think of the word ministry, to do the works of ministry, ministry simply means service. So how are you serving God? How are you ministering to your family and to people around you in the form of service? The other thing that this equipping will do is it will cause us and make us desire to go and make other disciples. The Gospel of Matthew ends like this. It says, Go you therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe what I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so we are a fellowship of people that are coming together to be free, to be faithful, to be in relationship, to experience God, and to be equipped. Why? So that not only are we becoming the disciples God wants us to be, but we are going out and we are making other disciples. It says that they worshiped, they had authority, and they went out. They baptized, they taught, and they were never alone. God was with them every step of the way. When we do that, we become a multiplying church. And when we multiply, that means that the some parts of us are larger as we give of ourselves and we get exponentially bigger and, and grow spiritually, we give that off to other people. John 17 says, as you sent me into the world, I have also sent them. Did you know you were sent? God has sent us to be messengers and ambassadors for him. Here are some of the ways that our local body partners to multiply. Through church partnerships like Life Church in Monroe, Heart and Soul Church in Dallas, Texas, Excel Leadership Network, and the ARC Church Planning Group. Locally, right here in our own church, things like the Shoeshine Mission, our Love Package Ministry, Joshua's Place, and Family Promise. These are all ways that we are multiplying ourselves and helping to leverage other people to do the ministry that God has called them to do. So in closing, this year as a congregation, we will embark on a journey together. I wanna really encourage you to take this journey, is that we are gonna do two things starting right here at the first part of the year. Number one, we're gonna have 21 days of prayer in our local body. You can tune on online every day for 21 days in January, we are going to be praying corporately together. Individuals will pray, but I want you to pray. I want you to send in your prayer request. 21 days of prayer. Watch God change your circumstances and our body in 21 days. And then the next thing is this right here. We'll be handing these out all year long, but specifically this time of the year, we're gonna hand out these Bible reading plans. And this Bible reading plan is a 555. So for five days a week, all you need to do is read five minutes a day, and you have five takeaways to dig deeper. And if you will do that with us, just one chapter a day, five days a week, take a couple days off every single week, then together as a congregation, we will read through the entire New Testament, 260 verses, 260 chapters, I would say, in one year. And together, we will have gone through the entire New Testament 
of God's word. I think that is a worthy goal. And along with that, the year of good news, I'll be theming out and teaching through the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And so I want you to go on this journey with us. Would you just close your eyes for a moment, let us pray. Let us ask God to do something in and through us. God, today, make us the disciples that you've called us to be. And then compel us and propel us to go out and to also make other disciples. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.